right, let's start with MLS Deal Finder on Real Estate IQ. Um, so just to make sure you're all using all the features here that are available to you and make sure you're using these well. So the quick search, you know, is a good way to tell you um, kind of what's going on, you know, in the market overall, because it shows you all the pending and all the actives so and kind of see where there's hot spots, where there's a lot of activities going on. You would just select one certain city or county. Um, this last updated, it defaults to showing you everything from the last two weeks. But this let also lets you go back. If you go to last one year, it'll show you everything that's on the market right now in your area. Or last 24 hours will show you just the new stuff. Let's see. I'm going to ask that you mute yourselves if you're not speaking. So the new stuff is where you can really set your own criteria. Uh, by the way, if you have the Urban Triangle package, and this is showing the wrong, you want to look at a different area, you can go up here. If you just have a Metro package, you're only going to see the Metro area that you have subscribed to. Uh, so I'm going to go to a new search. Becky? Yes. We can only see you. Oh, you can only see me. Okay. I thought I did this earlier, but I guess it didn't work. How about now? Yeah, now we can see the screen. Okay, great. So I went to, uh, right here is where you can switch metro areas if you have access to more than one. Otherwise, it's going to be showing you your area. Uh, then I just clicked on MLS Deal Finder. And the first one was the quick search. That's the default. And so now here is the new search. So I'm going to use this to search for deals on the market. And it's kind of, it's kind of the, been the prediction of some, some experts that I've talked to uh, that MLS deals might get easier to get right now because there's going to be less other people looking for them. I don't know. We'll see. I think nobody really knows what's going to happen. Um, but there might end up being a lot more properties listed on the MLS, especially some of those distressed properties. So imagine if your house was going into foreclosure and all of a sudden you've got an extra three or four months before that auction is going to happen. If you can't get your loan current, you're going to look to sell your house and make as much money as you can. So, um, you know, it's possible that all those extra distressed sellers are going to be putting their homes on the market since they have more time now. And the number of, of properties on the market from the analytics page has gone up as well. So this, this tool might be even, even better to use. Um, so here you can go to county, city, or zip code if you want to narrow it down. So I'm going to just do Harris County. I am in Houston for those of you that are not and don't know me. Um, but this works the same for any metro area. The property types are a little bit different in each metro area. So if you're in DFW, for example, you're going to get to see a half duplex you could search for is one of the choices. But the Houston area MLS gives you these choices. So these are the choices that 
you have for us. So at Austin, San Antonio, it's going to be a little different as well. Um, but you can select what you're looking for. You can always select more than one, select all, deselect all, you know, whatever, select them, take out the ones you don't want, whatever you want to do for these drop down menus. And then you just click outside of it. And then here you can set your list price. So I'm going to go, oops, I'm going to go 250, kind of this safe zone for investors, right, is those lower end properties. A lot of people make a lot of money flipping high-end ones too, uh, but you're looking at longer hold times and you have to have a little more capital in general to do those. So here's the last updated that I was talking about before. So I'm gonna switch it to last one year. So it's gonna show everything that's currently listed. If I went to custom range, you know, I could find only properties maybe that had been on the market for a long time. Maybe they're going to be more motivated, um, things like that. Ideal type here, I can go, you can either use the sliders or you can type it in. I'm going to set the deal type at a minimum of 30% since, you know, that's the goal is you want that 70. And even though there are, um, there are going to be repairs, you know, that you're going to have to factor in. You also don't have to pay the list price. So. I think that's, that's what I use to get a good, a good feel for that. The other thing I like to do is take this part down a little bit. Um, and that's because sometimes the real estate agents will enter the information so that it looks like a property is for sale for $1,000 when it's actually the lease price. So this just takes away those. Um, if you're looking specifically for a rental property, the rental index is the percent of the purchase price that you can recover in your monthly rent. So in general, um, some hard money lenders will lend at 1.25. So you can, you can set that as well if you want. This is an and search. So if I set both of these, we're gonna pull up the properties that meet both of these requirements. Um, and I don't know why you'd ever take down a maximum rental index. We set it at five because we've never seen anything higher than that come up. Um, so I'm going to take this back down. So I'm just looking at the discount. Uh, right here, save as. You can save the search so you don't have to enter the criteria again. Uh, but you can also, if you go to automated search, then you're getting it, going to get an email whenever a new property that meets those criteria come on the market. So you'll want to make sure you do that for especially your highest areas that you're most interested in finding a property. Um, wherever that is, you can set that. Click to automated search. You can give it a name. So you could have a couple different automated searches. So maybe uh, there's one area where you're looking for a rental property. So you could do one search for that and then another area where you're looking for a flip or something. And uh, name your searches and then just go save. And then you'll get those emails whenever the property comes on the market. So right now I'm just going to go search. Uh, my searches up here is where you can go if you save one, then you can go there. 
All right, now here, there's a map here. If you click this, it opens up this map. So if you, you're looking in a certain part, of, you know, maybe search, but you really want to focus in a certain part of town, you can do that. Sorry, there's a, let me figure out where the noise So I can click here. This is an area I'm looking in and it's going to zoom in. So when you click it zooms in. So here's property number is going to be 89 in the list. This is going to be 11 in the list. The one showing up is number one. If I want to know more about number 11, I just click there and it's going to bring it up. This one is a condo or townhouse listed at 64,000, pumping it to 16. Looks like that could be a good deal. So if I'm not sure, I just go here to details and I can see the MLS information about it. So this one is listed at 64.9. There's the numbers I just gave you. Um, list price per square foot, 28, but it's comping at about 95 a square foot. Three bedroom, two and a half bath. You can see all this information. MLS number, here's the agent if you wanted to contact them directly. Sometimes you can get um, a break on the price if you're not paying, you know, double agent commissions on both sides. Here's the public remarks. So this one is overlooking huge courtyard and Stratford High School Stadium. You might want that, you might not, I don't know. Um, as long as you don't mind noise on a Friday night, I guess. Uh, kitchen has breakfast area along with huge dining area, fireplace, storage under the stairs, all bedrooms upstairs, double sink. So nothing about the condition. Notice only about the location of the rooms, nothing in there like recently updated granite. So let's go here and look at the pictures. There's the inside. Definitely a paint job. The tile floor looks like it, I don't know, it might have some issues, hard to tell from the picture. Uh, you can see the counters are still laminate, so you definitely want to update that kitchen. Yeah, probably tear it out and redo the kitchen. Unless you're looking at it as a rental, you know, then you don't have to fix it up as nice as if you're trying to flip it. Um, laundry room. It's kind of nice. There's the door to the little courtyard. Some work here. This one looks like it might have taken on some water, so you definitely would want to research that to tell for sure. Um, pretty full rehab. Here. Um, so if that looks like something you're interested in, we can go to run CMA. If not, you know, you know enough to not waste any more time on it. So then you can go down here to this list and you can sort this list by any of these categories. So you could say, I want the biggest discounts first. Oops, I did it the other way. 
You can sort by discount percentage. If you're looking for a rental, you can sort them by rental index. These ones that have zero, that's because they, there are no rental comps for them that are coming up. Um, but you can look through the list this way and here's the same things, the, the details, photos, run CMA. You can do that from any of those. We also have a couple other views. If you, you know, want to see more about the pictures at a glance, see this information, or if you want to see the photos at a glance, that one doesn't have any, you can look at them this way and you can scroll through them. It's going to take a minute to load, I think. So you can, you can look at the properties and sort through those this way. Um, Kelly, thank you for asking the question. What's the difference between list price and estimated price? So the list price is what the agent put. This one's for sale and they're asking 64,900. The estimated price is the comp price. That's like your ARV. So you want this to be a lot higher than the list price. Um, because if it is, that's, you know, that difference, that's your profit. So for this one, for example, that's a 70% discount on most, 151,000. So you know that out of this 151,000, you have that amount to pay your closing costs, your rehab costs, your holding costs, and then your profit is going to be what's left out of here after you do the rehab and pay those other costs, basically. Uh, so this one would rent for 19. I'm kind of liking this property. <laughs> um, so here we can go to, for those of you that are not from Houston, this area is a really interesting area um, because it flooded when they released the water from the reservoir um, up here somewhere is a reservoir and so they release water from the reservoir and all that water extra water they released flowed down the buffalo bayou right here and flooded all these homes and uh, that was during harvey and what's interesting about this area is it's fairly close to downtown here's downtown uh, so this is our inner loop. This is what we call the beltway. So it's not too far. It's also part of the energy corridor where there's a lot of oil company, bank offices, things like that. So it's really actually a good location that was very highly desirable prior to Harvey. But for some reason, people haven't moved back into this area very much. So it would be an area that I would, I would say would be great to buy and hold if you can rent it out. Um, but it would not, I would not do a flip in this area. We wholesaled a house in this area. Um, actually, that was a year and a half ago, but it, she finished it almost a year ago, and it's been on the market just sitting there. All these be big, beautiful homes in this area are just sitting. So I don't know why people are afraid to move back there, but that's, that's kind of the situation. Um, so Pedro says, being a good deal in location, why is it still in the market? Let's see how long it's been on the market. I'm going to go ahead and run the CMA. Um, 
And then there's also a question about how to find out if it's flooded. Uh, with the new, new rules, they have to put it in the disclosure. So if you called the real estate agent, they could tell you if it flooded during Harvey or not. There's also some websites that you can go to to find out if it's in a flood zone. Um, but it is it, the Houston area real estate or HAR, the, that's the MLS for people in Houston. They added a requirement to um, where you have to disclose if it flooded. So, okay, so I clicked here. So the, we have these three options to get the ARV. So the distance one is only going to go out a half a mile and it's going to put, um, put priority on choosing the comps that are closest and, and sold more recently. The ARV subdivision will go out as far as a mile and pull all those sold properties, but it will choose the comps for the calculation based on, well, putting priority on being on the same subdivision as much as possible. And then custom lets you set your own requirements. So I could go here and I could say, first of all, I'm gonna say, I don't want single family detached or freestanding. By the way, these are the same thing. It just depends on how the real estate agent entered it into the MLS, which one it comes up as. But this one is definitely a townhouse. So I'm just gonna put it on townhouse. Um, right now it's going back six months, it's going a quarter mile. I'm going to up that a little bit just to see what we get. Your build range, square footage range. I'm going to, I'm going to see what we get here. So a lot of times I'll use the subdivision one the most. The numbers we saw here in the box or the ones that come in your email, those are from the distance algorithm. So if you go to subdivision, then you'll have something else to kind of compare it to. But I'm just going to go custom and see what we get here. So that gave us one comp. So that's really not, not uh, good enough. <laughs> and it's a single family home anyway. So uh, this being a condo in a neighborhood where there's not many condos, it looks like. Um, but I can go here. So once I got this and I don't have enough results, there are three other active listings on the market. And if I compare it to those, for some reason it's pulling up single families. Try this again. Whoops, I don't think I clicked it out. It's giving me the same thing. It seems to be glitching. I'm going to have to report this. Luckily, our engineering team is awesome. So if ever you encounter something like this and it doesn't seem right, um, get to our send a note to customer service. You can do that here by going to support, create a ticket, or you can just send an email to customer service at realestateiq.co. Uh, they will get it fixed. They're really good at, at, uh, at things like that. So
so I'm just going to jot this down real quick so I can submit it and they can get that taken care of right away. Okay. Um, so let's see. This was a foreclosure. Let's look at the active were all townhouses. I wonder if the leased ones. It's pulling up townhouses. This look, this one's a townhouse for sure. So I'm going to take these two off. So by unchecking this little box, it's going to take it out of the computer's calculation. Um, so this one right here is I can go down here and compare everything. It's a little bit smaller. It's 2016 square feet, and ours here is 2264. Um, three bedroom, two and a half bath. That's the same. Um, lot size doesn't really apply. Days on market. Uh, this one's been 55, was 55 days before they got it rented. Um, recency tells you how long ago it was. So this was eight. 80 days ago and it rented for 1700 so that 1700 for a rental is a is a pretty good price it looks like non-active will show us terminated or expired so that's another strategy for finding deals is to if there's a neighborhood that you are familiar with or you know really want to find a property in just pick an address from that neighborhood Type it into Fast CMA, and then go to the Edit CMA criteria, and just expand these. This actually, you can actually go up to five miles, but if you do, if it pulls up too many comps, it'll tell you. It'll tell you that that's too many comps and it can't show them all. Um, but to find expired listings. You can do this, kind of expand your parameters, go find comparables. Let's see if I'm going to pull too many knowing this neighborhood. My internet's going slow. I'm kind of surprised the World Wide Web hasn't just crashed with everybody working from home. <laughs> Um, okay. I've never seen it take this long. Okay, well, anyway, instead of sitting and waiting, I'll have to try that later and see what happens. Um, okay, now it's not letting me do anything. Ah! Okay, my computer may have just freaked out. Oh, wait, maybe not. We're back. Uh, okay, here we go. 306. So that is a whole nother strategy for finding deals. And that is going to these non-active, expired and terminated listings and marketing to these people. 
So um, Pedro says reduce the area coverage. Yes, absolutely. I spent reduce the if you don't expand quite that much, it won't find so many properties and and it will go faster. Um, Kelly said, how do I get to the MLS search box? And that is up here, MLS deal finder. And then I click on, let me go here. Here's a new tab, MLS deal finder. And then I clicked on, wow, my internet is really going slow. I clicked on new search right here to enter the parameters. Okay, so anyway, another deal finding strategy, expired or terminated listings, because it may be that they had it on the market, they wanted to sell it, it didn't sell, so they give up, you know, and maybe you go to them and say, I'll buy that at the right price and you can deal with them, so seen a lot of people get deals that way. All right, so now I've got 276. I'm not even going to try to go through these and look at them. <laughs> I think I'm going to go back. So when I want to go back to, um, to here, always go here and follow the breadcrumb back. Never go Never just use the back button on your browser because you'll lose everything that you put in. Okay, so questions, how are you feeling about this? So on the, let's see, where's my, lost my controls. Oh, there's another cool thing here. You can download the deals. And that'll take these properties from here down into a spreadsheet. That's a new, a new feature we've got as well. Kelly, did I show you enough how to get to here? So you can click around, you can zoom out. And if you want to check out a neighborhood, all of our maps are tied to Google, to Google Earth here. So I could go here and see what this property looks like. Drop the little Google guy. That's an Antoine, a kind of busy development suite. So you can check out the neighborhood that way. Um, once you're in the comps, I think I'll find a, another property real quick to show you something else. Let's check this one. Okay, here I'm going to go ahead and go to subdivision and see if that's going to give me a different result than the 577 price that was coming up there. That took it down to 476. Okay, so the next, uh, I'll show you one thing here and then I'll ask, answer your questions about the off market leads and the auctions. Um, 
Actually, I forgot what I was going to look at here. <laughs> oh, from this page, here's the map. So for this one, there's really no good comps in that area right here, but there's comps coming up here. If I wanted to look at these, I can click around and get the basic info from them. Or if based on something from the map, I could, I could add it to my list or take it away by selecting it or unselecting it there as well. Um, so here's where you can drop the Google guy and check out the neighborhood here as well. And then uh, also the photos page. So this property that I just clicked on, looks like it maybe was, they turned it into a little takeout ice cream place or something. So you could, that might be something you want to tear down, I don't know. Um, but you can look at the comps here, so you can either hover quickly or you can click and see them large in the HD. And here again, if based on something you wanted to add or take them away from the ones in the population. So if I saw something here, this it's been redone. So is this one. So I can check all my comps this way. If one of them had not been redone, for example, six, I don't know, and I wanted to take it out of the calculation or didn't think it was a good comp, I just uncheck that box. And then it automatically adjusts this price. So this price is based on the ones that are blue here because those are the ones that the computer is using in the calculation. And it's that way for any of these screens. If I go to the active listing, so based on these two other properties, it's at 462. They're averaging 224 a square foot. Um, if one of those was not a good comp, I can uncheck it and it changes it so it's only based on the one. So this one would be a pretty hard one to comp because those houses that are coming up are really not very close to our broken down snack shack thing here. Um, but just to show you how that works. And again, here's those non-active ones. So you could go there, skip trace the owners of those properties and see if they want to sell it to you for cash and not have to put it on the market again. Okay, um, let's go to the off-market leads. So I have my email pulled up. Um, so Kevin said, are the off-market deals in the maps? They're not unless you run a comp for one specifically. When you do this MLS deal finder search, that is only going to pull up properties that are listed for sale on the MLS. So when you want the off-market ones, um, you would just go to Fast CMA, take the address off of the pre-foreclosure list and put it in here or whatever list you're looking at on the off-market leads. Um, Pedro asked when the auctions will resume. I don't think they've set a for sure date yet. 
Um, I think it's still possible that they'll that they'll resume in June, but I don't know. I'm pr pretty certain the May one's not going to happen at this point. But maybe June. We just have to wait and see what happens. So all of these uh, pre foreclosures were scheduled for auction for May, and then obviously dot. They put all those, they um, canceled all the auctions and said you can't foreclose. So, but those filings are still there. And those people, their problem is not going to go away with having two or three more months to stay in their home. Right? So, those are still good leads from any of these lists. So, these ones are already, um, they did the filing and said, we're going to try to foreclose in July. So there's some with those lists. So um, another good list right now for that would be the appointment of substitute trustee, because this is kind of the first step towards the pre-foreclosure. Um, when somebody's not making their payments, every mortgage has a trustee assigned to it. Um, but if the bank is not, or the mortgage company is not local, they have to appoint a trustee who is local that can do all the paperwork here and actually sell the property at auction if it comes to that. So sometimes properties hit this list four to six weeks before they hit the pre-foreclosure list. So this would be a good list to contact as well. So. Um, all of you are getting this email every day, probate and airship, unless of course you only have the deal analysis suite, I guess, that could be possible. Um, so this is, there's probate, people are still dying. Um, Pre-foreclosure, appointment of substitute trustee, evictions list. Now that one's gonna be interesting as well because right now, you can't evict somebody who can't pay their rent. Um, so they canceled all the evictions, but those again, you know, maybe the landlord's gonna work with the people in a month or two, or maybe they're just gonna be done. Maybe they, hey, I don't wanna deal with this anymore. And uh, so that's why these are good lists. Uh, the evictions lists are also kind of good because a lot of the homeowners are investors and so they might also be good cash buyers so if you look into wholesale that could be people you could contact about getting on your buyers list as well um, liens that's just kind of a signal of financial difficulty so um, that you know, they've got the HOA foreclosures, which actually, HOA liens and HOAs actually can foreclose. So that's a strategy that people do as well. Um, some people buy them at the auction and sometimes the people don't even know that the HOA foreclosed because they're mad at the HOA or whatever and uh, you know, are um, not opening their mail from them. Um, so let's see, there's 
that. Uh, there's the tax sale list. Um, obviously, the tax sales aren't happening. But again, these people are still owe a lot of money on their taxes. So uh, they might be good to contact too because the, the counties are saying we're not taking your house right now, but they're not gonna lessen up on the penalties or anything like that. Um, delinquent taxes. That's a whole slew of people that have not paid their property taxes. And so again, if they can't do that, there's that financial motivation there that, you know, maybe it's better to just sell the house and uh, move on to something new. Have a fresh start somewhere. Code violations. So right now we don't have anything um, specifically for vacant houses, but I will show you how you can find out of state and absentee owners in a little bit. Um, so yes, you need a subscription to get the MLS deal finder. You need the deal and our deal finding suite the deal analysis suite just lets you run comps. So the deal finding suite is what you need to get to be able to use MLS deal finder and also to get all of these off market leads as well. So, okay. And the last, um, so the next one is loan modifications. So I expect to see an increase in these in the next couple months because maybe some of the mortgage companies are going to try to work with the people on the pre foreclosure list, especially if you know, maybe their job loss is temporary. So there will be a lot of these. Um, and the reason that this is actually a good list is because the majority, in fact, it's like 85% of loan modifications end up failing. Um, and the reason is that usually their payment is going to go up when you do a loan mod. So it means the loan mod is usually done if you are, um, you know, maybe you're 15,000 in back mortgage payments, but you've got a job. So the bank says, okay, let's work with you. But I'm going to take that. So we're going to take that back money that you owe us and spread it out. Over for what, Teddy? Um, spread it out over the life of the loan. So what that does is increases your payments. Occasionally they'll tack it on to the end, but uh, it's most common that they actually increase the payments. And if you had trouble making, you know, $1,200 payments, how are you going to make $1,400 or $1,500 payments every month? And so most of these fail. So that's a good list. Um, right now, I see a lot of these lists, um, you know, the pre-foreclosure, the substitute trustee, even the evictions, the loan modifications, these people may not be ready to sell right now because they might be thinking, you know, we've got a couple months, maybe this will go on longer, you know, all that. So it's really about just trying to connect with those people and build a relationship. Because if you can build a relationship, um, you know, show them you've got options for them, show them that you're somebody they can trust, then when it comes time when they realize I really just need to sell my house, you're the one they'll go to. 
So the loan modification, the appointment of substitute trustee, those ones especially are about building the relationships with those people. So it's all about contacting them and building the relationships. So how do you do that? Um, one, there's lots of different ways. There's mailers, obviously, which people on the pre-foreclosure list get a lot of. So if you're gonna do mailers, you've gotta make sure there's a way that yours stands out. You also need to follow up. And I think that's the key, whether you are, um, whether you're doing a mailers or whether you're contacting them through email, texts, phone calls, whatever, follow-up is the key. It's a proven fact that people trust what they see the most. So um, if, they, if you see something over and over again, it's human nature to start to trust it more. So that's going to you know, be true about you. If they see you, hear from you, over and over again, they'll start to trust you more. Um, and then the, the last list is divorce. Be interesting to see <laughs> what happens with that after people are um, stuck at home together longer. <laughs> I don't know if they'll go up or go down or both. <laughs> um, uh, but there's divorce list. So, if you don't have our premium deal finding suite, you're only getting this email. Um, if you have our premium, let me go to that one. Um, Florida Georgia commercial, there's the premium. The premium list um, actually, and right now you can upgrade to the premium if you don't have it and get 50% off on the, the premium suite. And what the premium suite is gonna do is give you all these off-market leads with the skip tracing already done. And if you have it and haven't noticed, haven't scrolled down to the bottom, you can, uh, we've added divorce to this list. Okay, it's making a liar of me. We will be at, oh, there it is. Becky, we can only see your face. It's, it, the other thing is real small. You screen again? Oh, that's weird. Um, thank you for telling me. The beach is pretty. <laughs> I thought it was. Okay, so. Kevin I said took you off the. I took you off, uh, uh, so I'm only seeing your your screen. I'm not seeing you at all. It says who's talking, but that's all. And I did that on the. Uh, um, there's a little bar. Okay, so put it on the blue bar, the far left bar, and that'll take you picture off, Becky. Yeah, you should but, be small. We, we can see you. We see you as in the big screen, or at least I do. And then and there's a small little screen to the far right where I guess is the screen you're talking about. I don't know if this can be flip-flopped. No, you should see you should see uh, um, uh, uh, four bars, four boxes 
one with a multi, like eight, 16 boxes, and then two, and then one, and then a line. And then on the far right, you'll see a, uh, a box with just a line on it, through it. So go to the far left and hit the, the one on the far left of that little box. And all you'll see is the screen. You won't see uh, Becky at all. You can change the view by hitting one of those four boxes. Yeah, play around with the participant's view. Um, and then there's also, if you go to more at the bottom of your screen, it'll say hide video panel. I think you can do that and then you'll still see only my screen. Okay. Um, so yeah, we just added divorce to our premium list. So now you can call the people on the divorce list or email them. Um, and our, it also gives you, I'll pull up one of those. So since you can't really go door knocking right now, or I mean, I, you know, probably would be discouraged to go door knocking, but um, you can call, text, and email people. So here, here's the um, divorce list premium. So if we scroll over pass the normal information. Here's email addresses. And these are going to be for the person who was awarded the property, the, either the petitioner or um, right here, who it was awarded to. So if it was awarded to the respondent, we'll give you the contact information for the respondent. If it was ordered to, if the house was given to the petitioner, We'll give you the contact information over here for the petitioner. Um, so there's all those email addresses you can try. Here's phone numbers. Try calling them. Um, and then there's also relatives over here. So especially if you're looking at the probate list um, and you can't get a hold of somebody, you can try going to their, contacting their relatives their nearest relative on here. So there's phone number and email addresses for the relatives as well. So if you're not using our premium, you might wanna consider upgrading right now. Of course, it depends on your marketing strategy and how many you want to do. Um, so if you don't think you're gonna, if you're just gonna call yourself and you're you know, only gonna do a few a day or something like that, you might not wanna pay to upgrade the premium but you could use our on-demand skip tracing service. So once you're logged in, you can get it under tools and services. Our on-demand on skip tracing, or you can also get it from the site under the tools. So you can, we've got some really inexpensive plans here. So if you're just doing it yourself, smaller operation, for 50 bucks, you can do up to 200 addresses a month. You know, so a smaller, more manageable list and save a little bit of money. 
depending on how many you're going to do. If you're going to do a lot and you're, you're going to do all the pre-foreclosures or something, then you probably want to consider the premium. Um, Pedro, if you, you're looking at the wrong email. So if you have the premium, you should be getting two emails a day from us. So at 10 a.m., you should be getting the premium one that has the phone numbers. And then at around 1 p.m., you should be getting the regular list that does not have the phone numbers. So check for the email that you're getting at 10 a.m. The reason you, we still give you both is that there are some that we don't skip trace all of, like the code violations, the delinquent taxes. So those ones are on the list you'll still get in the, in the afternoon. But the one that you get at 10 a.m. is the one that's going to have the skip tracing. So just scroll, keep scrolling over to the right and you should see that. Thank you for asking that. Okay, uh, the question was asked about finding absentee owners. So, so far for finding deals, we've got the MLS. Um, and you cannot search for lots at this point on the MLS, but you can, um, you can do a comp against a lot. If I typed in an address here that was a vacant lot, this one's not, but if, if I typed in an address here that was not a vacant lot, I can go here, the property type, and go to lots, and then it was, it's only going to comp against vacant lots, ideally. So they're not an MLS deal finder at this point, but you can limit your comp search to that. So the way you can find those land or vacant lots, so you can't use MLS Deal Finder, but you can use County Data Finder. And so what County Data Finder does is it searches the county tax records. So it's going to pull up any, any property that has an owner that's on the tax records will come up. So if you have one address and find out who owns it, you can go here to search by address and type it in. Now, one thing to pay attention to is it has to come up. Why is this one not coming up? <coughs> there we go. It has to, you have to find it here. It has to come up here, and then you can click search. And so, okay, I picked one that says no data available. Um, anyhow, the other thing you can do with County Data Finder is if you go here to multiple searches, I can go to ownership, and you can choose as many or as few of the criteria on this page as you want to create your list. So I can do any non-owner occupied, or I could just do out-of-state owners, or I could do people who live in California and own a property in Texas. I'm putting in the owner's state here, so I can narrow it as much as I want to. Um, year of ownership, if I wanna make sure they have equity, maybe I wanna make sure they've owned their house for 10 years. 
So I could say the year of ownership would be from the beginning of time to 2010. And then th that's gonna make sure I have people with equity. Um, exemptions, uh, Harris County does not allow the over 65. That's why it's grayed out. But I know a lot of uh, other areas do. But company type, I can choose to narrow it to only LLCs, which would probably be smaller investors or as many of these as I want, or I could say none of these. And then I'm only gonna get, uh, let's say out of state owners um, that do not hold their property in an LLC. So they're probably not an experienced investor. And so, you know, maybe they'll be more likely to sell, to want to sell, because they don't really know what they're doing. Um, just somebody who happens to own an extra house uh, property type. Here's where you can say, I want a vacant lot. And um, here's city. You can narrow it by city or zip code or even subdivision. You could pull a, house, a list of all the properties in a certain subdivision, for example, with this if you wanted. Um, and here you can also go to land if that's what you're looking for and say a vacant lot and you can say you want to just be a certain size or value you can limit it by that as well home features uh, you could say I only want three twos you want to rent a, if you want looking for rental properties any three two with a certain size and maybe you don't want really old ones so you only want something built after 1984 when they have the new electrical guidelines in place or something like that and then you could also limit it by value, market value or assessed value. So you just enter all the criteria that you want. You hit search. I'm kind of scared to do this because I haven't narrowed it down very much. Let's narrow it down to Katie is where I live. Let's narrow it down to just Katie. And let's say nothing over 2,200 square feet. I don't know. <coughs> so it doesn't take too long. Hopefully there's not too many of those. Um, Pedro says, how can you reach me for further questions? If you have to get going, I will put that in the chat. My number, which I just drew a blank on, there we go. There's my phone number in the chat or my email. Okay, and my internet is really slow today. I apologize for that. My, my son's not even home to be playing video games right now either. <laughs> While this is loading, questions. Um, if I muted you and you can't, if there was noise coming from you, I muted you and sometimes you can't unmute yourself. Uh, Velvia, you might need to slide, just grab the edge of your chat box and slide it to make it a little larger. Is the number still there?
Um, let's see, this is still, um, it is really slow today. Um, anything else you might not know about? Let's see. Switch back here, tools and services. We have a deal analyzer calculator. Um, we're also partnering with something, a company called ROI Muse that has an even more advanced deal analyzer calculator. They have one for commercial as well as one for residential. Um, so if you're into calculators, you might wanna check that out. Uh, you can find that here on our website, I think either if it's not now, it will be soon. Yeah, pretty soon this commercial suites tab is gonna change. And it actually ROI Muse is here right now, but we, we do have some uh, actually less add-on pricing. Um, but ROI Muse data calculator is something that, that you might wanna check out. Um, if you're interested in that specifically, if you go here to our community, and go up here to groups. Joseph James is our connection with that. So he's got this, let's see, I guess that's Rodney. Uh, let's see. Oh, must be on the next page. He has a deal and he had two deal analysis groups, a commercial and a residential. Deal analysis, oh, here we go. Here's the deal analysis commercial. I'm not, I think I lost the residential, but you can go to that group and, and connect with him and he can give you more information about that as well. Um, and also our Repair Estimator Calculator. If you haven't used this, it's a really quick, easy to use tool to give you a ballpark so that you can have an, a good idea for making your offer. Um, so you have to go here to actually load it. There's a, a video you can see for training, but it's pretty quick and easy to use. It's gonna open in Excel in a moment. And it's really just about um, whether it needs something or not. So it's not, it, it is a ballpark so that you can make your offer. You make your offer, you get your offer accepted, then you go in with your contractor and you do a more detailed and exact estimator. But so here I go, enable editing, and I got two of them. So here's, it's based on the square footage of the property. So. Let's say it's 1,400 square feet. And this is based on average prices throughout Texas. Um, those prices are come to us from renovation gurus. They're in DFW. Um, so here's the roof. So if it needs a new roof, you come here and you just change that to a one. So one yes, zero no. So then it's saying at $3 a square foot, that would give you an average price of 4,200, and then there's the little note that comes on it, plus an extra $500 per pitch. So if it's a really steep roof, it's gonna cost a little bit more than that. Obviously, you know, two-story has less surface space on the roof, but it's just, a, just an average ballpark. 
so you can get that offer submitted. Um, because the secret to making to getting deals on the MLS is actually making a lot of offers. It's being quick, being one of the first people to do it, which the uh, MLS deal finder auto search emails can help you do. And then it's also just submitting a lot of offers because like the rest of real estate, all of deal finding is a numbers game. You have to, you know, you can't just send out a hundred postcards, for example, and really expect to get anything. You'd have to send out a thousand postcards and you probably have to send them out, you know, three or four times to actually get a deal from direct mail. So you could get lucky, but it's a numbers game to make sure you get a deal. It's going to take a scale like that of doing it. So with the MLS, you just want to submit a lot of offers. So you look at the pictures, you do a quick estimate on this based on the pictures, based on the age of the home. For example, if it's a 2015, you're not gonna to have to put on a new roof, likely, you know, but if it's a 1941, there's a good chance. Um, so based on those things, you're just gonna make an estimate here and you're gonna submit an offer and then you're not gonna worry about it. Or maybe you call the real estate agent and ask, them questions. They might tell you, oh, the roof was replaced in 2012. Or they might say, yeah, the roof is bad. Or they might not tell you anything, but you never know unless you ask. So between the pictures, the age of the home, whatever information you get from the real estate agent, you make your offer. They, your offer is accepted, then you go back in with your contractor, you get that exact quote, find out exactly what's going to need done, and then if you need to, you revise your offer. You know, you say, they said the roof was okay, but it's really not. So that means I have to take $3,000 off the price so I can afford a new roof. Things like that, it's always negotiable. But the key is to make lots of offers. And so this, the goal of this is to help you do that quickly. So you can go here, uh, foundation, you know, it's Texas likely. <laughs> But maybe not that much, you know, maybe it needs just, it, it's got not going to need that as much. So maybe you say only, I don't know, that probably doesn't make sense for the foundation. Um, electrical, you know, if it's old, you're going to need new electric stuff, likely. If it's newer, you're not. Uh, plumbing, HVAC, uh, paint, pretty much always. Flooring. Oops, I missed my one. Flooring right here, $3 a square foot. You got somebody and you know you can get it for $250 a square foot. You can just change that and it will automatically adjust the price here. So you can do the same thing with if you want hardwood floors that's more expensive, painting the exterior. There's all kinds of other things that you might need to put in hot water heater. We just had to put a hot water heater in that flip that Kevin was talking about at the beginning. Um, it worked fine for the guy who lived there before. He moved out, the gas was shut off. And um, when we turned the gas back on, the hot water heater didn't work and we had to replace it, but it was only $975. So knowing that I can make that change. And you can save this and save your own numbers in there as well. 
So yes, that is, <laughs> this is supposed to be price per square foot. <laughs> that's interesting because I'm pretty sure that spelling error has not always been there. Uh, but anyway, you can go through the list, you know, what does it need? You need to haul out trash, uh, lights and hardware, kitchen, that's kind of counters and, and cabinets. Does it need new appliances? Are you going to pour a new patio, landscaping? And then you can add whatever else you might see and think of here. And then when you're done, it totals it all up for you, gives you a 10% grace budget, which again, you could also change. And there's your repairs. Now you can do your 70% of the ARV minus repairs, make your offer, keep making your offers and you will get a deal. Let's see if uh, County Data Finder loaded. It didn't. I don't know what's going on. This is a bad technology day for me. <laughs> so I just used it the other day and right now it doesn't seem to be working. But at least you see how it works. So you can try it in your area could be just a Harris County thing, I don't know. So questions, 70% still a good rule in this market. Um, there are people that are gonna tell you that you're not gonna find a 70% deal. Um, and so maybe they're going 70, you know, maybe up to 75. Um, but pretty much anybody who teaches, especially newbies, I think, if you're new to this, you really don't want to go much over that because there's always going to be something, you know, <laughs> something in that rehab that you weren't planning on. You know, there's always going to be something. And so that 70% gives you, gives you a contingency cushion if it's, it's going to set on the market longer. This market right now, it is hard to say what is going to happen. Um, you know, with the MLS, with houses, I don't know, there's a lot more people selling their houses, but are there more people buying their houses? You know, how many people are actually trying to move right now? Not, I would say not very many, unless you've got a reason where you really need to. You know, if somebody was planning to start a new job in a new area, that job has probably been postponed, so they're not going to be moving. Um, um, Kevin says, according to hard money lenders, they're being more conservative, may require deeper discount, more money down, etc. Yeah, just trying to be safe. So I would say that 70% that is a good rule, and you really don't want to, because of the uncertainties of the market, and whether you're gonna sell it, um, you may want to really stick to that. Yeah, that's a good question. Any other questions?
I'm going to see if this is. Oh, it's still circling. I don't know. You have to let me know if 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 you try this and and it doesn't work for you. Do let me know. Um, Kevin's asking if it's recorded. Yes, I have been recording it, and so at least I hope so. <laughs> um, it is recorded, and uh, feel free to. When you get your thank you email for attending, which you should get on Monday, I think, feel free to reply to that and say, could I get a copy of the recording? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, Kelly's new to this and is wondering about the 70% rule. Let me go back to these slides because there's a slide about that. Um, so 70% is basically, the 70% rule is to make sure you're not going to lose money and that you will hopefully make money off the deal. So, so basically, the maximum you want to pay for, the, for a property is 70% of the ARV, so ARV is after repair value. So that's what you do the comps for. You use the fast CMA to get your comps so that you get a good idea of what you're gonna be able to sell the house for. And that's your ARV after it's fixed up, after repair value. So you find out what it's gonna be worth, what are the updated properties in that area selling for, you take 70% of that, and then you subtract repairs. And so the reason for the 70% is that gives you 30%, right? Between the 70% that you pay. So to keep it really simple, um, let's say a, a property's ARV is 100,000. So 70% of that would be 70,000. And then you would subtract the repairs. So if it only needed 10,000 repairs, Subtract that, 70,000 minus 10,000 is 60,000, and that's what you would want to pay. And the reason is that, so the repairs would put you back up to 70,000. Uh, closing costs are about 8%. So you've got closing costs to add in there that you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay realtor commission when you sell it. You're also going to have to pay for insurance. On that property while you're flipping it, you're going to um, have to put the electricity on and pay to keep that going. You're going to have to pay interest on your loan for the money that you're using. So all those things together, the closing costs and the holding costs, usually average about 14%. So that gives you 16% for your profit and a cushion. So there's that 16%. So that $16,000 is what you would make on that flip. But then, you know, the water heater goes out, there's another thousand. So now you're down to 15,000. Uh, if you have to hold it longer, you know, that could take a couple thousand off those costs as well. So just to give yourself that cushion, 
to make sure you've got enough room to make money, that's what the 70% is about. That's when you will, um, you know, if you stick to this, you will make money on the, on the job, barring any huge things like a contractor who runs off with $20,000 or something, which happens all the time too. Um, but at least this gives you a safety net as well. Now, if you're buying a property to hold and you want to, you know, you know you're going to keep it for the long term, you don't need to use the 70%. You could maybe go to a lot of people that do buy and hold will go up to 80, even 85%. Because if you're going to hold it for a long time, that appreciation is going to make up this difference. Now, it also does depend on where you're getting your loan. Um, if you're getting a hard money loan, you know, they only lend on a certain amount and then they expect you to put in your own cash. So some lenders will only loan 70% of the ARV. If you're lucky plus repairs. So, you know, that's going to limit it too, right there. It depends on where you're getting your money. So Ahmad's asking about a lender who will lend in this market. Um, I know I just got a text from Blink Lending and you can get to them and ILS is lending too. So these two companies that are in your off markets email, those two are lending for sure. I know these people, uh, they're both really good people. Um, there's also Bay Mountain Capital. I don't know though them as well. They're newer to Houston. Um, but I think they're lending too. So they still want, you know, they still want to put that money to use. So they're still lending. Um, but like uh, Kevin said, they might be a little bit more conservative or require a little bit more money down, but they're still doing it. And there are still people with money in their IRAs. You know, if that money's not put into a property, it's not making any money for them. So they're going to want to get their money into a deal too. So it's just about contacting lots of people, doing that due diligence with the repairs and the comps to make sure you're getting it at the right price. And uh, <clears throat> just a lot of marketing. The deals are still going to be out there and people still need to put their money to work. So, okay. I um, do want to remind you, please do go sign up for our community. Go here and join. Um, join, my, join my Houston group. Uh, join my women's group if you're a woman. Uh, we've got a book club, just some other cool groups. Uh, there's one just for this event that I will be that I'll be monitoring over the next couple weeks too. So feel free to ask questions if you want to connect with anybody. And um, if anybody in here right now has a service, if anybody's got money to lend, type that in the chat or unmute yourself and uh, tell us about it. Becky, where do you sign up for your groups? Uh, go to realestateiq.co 
So realestateiq.co and then come up here to community and you can go directly to groups from that page too. And then you can search Houston to get to it quicker if you're in Houston. If you're in DFW, there's ones that you're welcome to join me in the Houston one or uh, DFW, Austin, San Antonio, wherever you are. Joseph has started a group for Austin and San Antonio. Rodney started a group for DFW. Um, so here's the Houston Deal Finders Lounge. So you can just go there and um, Let's see, how do you join? Um, I'm missing the thing that says where you joined. Does anybody see that? What about public? Up at the top. Yeah. Maybe it's not letting me join because I'm already in it. Maybe that's why it's, that's probably why it's not showing it. So let me let, let me go to a different group that I'm not in or that I have not joined yet. Hot trends. I don't think I've joined this one yet. Okay, so here's one about working from home. Hmm. I'm not seeing where it says to join either. Diana or Ash, are either of you there? Those are my, my marketing team people that are on. Well, you know what? When I get this figured out, or maybe they forgot to enable the setting. Like I said, this isn't officially released until Monday, um, but I'm not seeing where to join the group. All right, Kevin put in the chat. RMLO, mortgage officer in Houston, but mainly do personal refis or cash outs, not investment property, primary residence, refis or cash outs. Feel free to call to get advice on how to properly leverage. So thank you, Kevin. Check out, everybody check out Kevin's information if you want to, uh, if you want to think about the house you're living in and and need to refi to refi or cash out take cash out of it to put in an investment property you can help do that great thank you kevin lawrence put his email address in there okay so if anybody um you know wants more information i think that's pretty much all i have for today uh, but thank you all for joining. And um, 
Yeah, thank you and best of luck. And I'd love to hear what you find and how it goes. And if you have any questions, I'll still be here. Feel free to ask or feel free to contact me separately from this as well. I am going to make a quick restroom break though. So uh, feel free to unmute yourself and talk to each other or post your contact stuff in the chat. And if you're heading off, have a great Thanks, day Easter tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. Right, thank you, everyone. Uh, and I'll be back if you'd like to stay. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.